We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17 14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. everybody welcome back to another episode of talk of the tundra a proud partner of the eurostep podcast network and the blue wire family joining you or i guess coming to you with a <laughs> victory monday podcast after the green bay packers defeat their longtime rival the dallas cowboys 31 28 in overtime and talk about that victory uh today with me is jordan tresky jordan how you doing buddy Doing well. We are joining the good graces of Packer Nation, <laughs> who are overjoyed that the Packers have finally won. Finally, finally, finally. the uh, the long-standing meme stat of the Brewers having won more recently than the Packers is finally over. The Brewers uh, can restfully go into their offseason and uh, prepare prepare our expectations for next year. But you guys listen to Cruising for a Bruising for all the Brewers talk. We're talking Packers. We're talking a victory. We're talking a Dallas Cowboys loss, which is the best thing to talk about as a Packers fan. Anytime the Packers can get a W over the uh, over the Dallas Cowboys, it's a good day. It's a good day. So we'll, uh, we'll go through the stats real quick, the box scores, and the, uh, and the, the, uh, the drives, per se. And we'll just start gleaming with uh with optimism optimism and greatness from there so if you watched the game you've probably noticed that it was actually a balanced attack for once the Packers stuck with the run and as a result rogers had one of his best days of the season packers had 415 yards of offense 208 of those came through the air 207 of those went on the ground Man, like that's as balanced as you can get. And who would have thought that using your best player in Aaron Jones, I guess previously up to this week, would result in having good things, Jordan? Who would have thunk it? Who who would have thunk? If only someone would have submitted that earlier. <laughs> that that thought process. Um, yeah, it would have been great to... <laughs> For the Packers to use Aaron Jones in their overall running game to uh quite more often than they have in recent weeks. But this is what it's a new season. Wanna know? You wanna know this week, right? 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. You want to know going into a Thursday night game. But yeah, the, the Rodgers went 14 for 20, 224 yards, um, and three touchdowns. And it was just, man, like, it, it worked so well because they stuck with their run just throughout the game. I was keeping track after, like, watching the game. Like, I don't think I've seen Rodgers throw it yet. And on the first drive, I think, like, technically it was six runs and one pass. But yes. effectively, it was seven runs in a row. Like, their one quote-unquote pass was a lateral to um to Aaron Jones, which went like on the outside, but they like really hammered the ball to start the to start the game. It was so good to watch, and like that first drive was going very very well until they threw it. We'll talk about that later, but it just like it was so good to see them actually utilize a game plan that would work against a team like the Cowboys, who we knew coming in had a great pass defense and a very lackluster run defense, and they just kept pounding and pounding and pounding the ball throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, even to that point, um, I have it written on my handy notes here. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers only had 10 passes entering the Packers' eighth drive. That wow. was when they were down 28 to 14 to the Cowboys. So Mount at the start of mounting their comeback uh, near the end of the third, going into the fourth quarter, I think it was. Right. So it just shows you that not only did they – Go back to their roots, which, again, pardon us for saying this for like the sixth time this year, but <laughs> it's worth reinforcing that this is what they should be doing. Right. Um, they operated as efficiently as they have ever operated, certainly this year, but even like Devontae, even with Devontae, it would be, you know, it's volume and getting chunk plays and stuff like that. They got ju- chunk plays that they were doing that and hitting the end zone too right so that was where it was very different today where and that obviously lead into the big takeaway of the game but um yeah the passing game was just pretty the best it's been all year long oh yeah absolutely absolutely and before we get to that big uh big theme of the game we'll talk about the rushing real quick this from a box score perspective that run attack rushing attack 24 carries, 138 yards at a touchdown for Aaron Jones. 13 carries, 65 yards for A.J. Dillon. Like, they really, like, played this rushing game, like, the best we've seen them do it all year, to, like, using each of the backs uh, the to the best of their ability throughout the game. Like, Aaron Jones, 24 carries is, like, workhorse level of, uh, of running back amount of carries but then to supplement that when they got later in the game is really when aj dillon start to have like breakaway runs like there was multiple times in the third and fourth quarter where aj dillon was churning out yards churning out yards and he had um his longest rush i think came in like the third or fourth quarter at 17 yards and then he had an even bigger hole to run through had he not tripped on his lineman to go through that would have went for probably a touchdown or 30 40 yards like they really started utilizing that run game as we've been pleading with them to do all year long to the benefit of Aaron Rodgers in the passing game, which the man of the man of the hour, man of the day, he's in the uh, the title screen of this podcast, Christian Watson, or as John from the Discord would say, Christian Watts him, he's Timothy, four receptions, a hundred and seven yards, three touchdowns, like. Oh, after uh, injury-plagued, just downer of a year so far for the rookie wide receiver, finally has this coming-out party against uh, uh, Cowboys defense that's very good against the pass. So you can't really ask for much a much better-timed coming-out party from Christian Watson. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we talked week after week of when you see him be used as a wide receiver, which... Did not start that way. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> start today. Um, want him to be on the field, which is big priority to you know be used as a wide receiver because yep. health has been a question. Um, obviously, and we start again today. Two straight drops could have easily been confidence shaking. All ran the gamut of oh, okay, like 
this is what you're going to be in for for the rest of the day. Um, basically, it's this the type of tone setting that we could have seen from this Packers season because <laughs> that just kind of has been the case all throughout. And then, no, it's just four catches, three of them being touchdowns, every one of them, even the routes, or even on the plays that he's making mistakes, he's getting plenty of separation. He's going down the field. He's doing everything that made him such a very, um, you know, captivating prospect going into the draft. Mm -hmm. And to see that all come together when – as we have talked about throughout the losing streak, it's that you want to see something positive from the, you know, I don't want to say rebuild, but the young guys, the, right. the certainly the young wide receivers between him and Dobbs. And obviously Dobbs is out um, for, you know, what could be the rest of the season. Right. Um, so it was up for up to Watson to carry that slack and, you know, just want to see him play a full game, which is the first time he probably did this week than this whole season. Um, right. So, yeah, just the plays that he's just that he made say were just spectacular. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly what they needed to, for himself and for the team at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like it's fine. It's so, it feels so good for him to finally like have as Rogers talked about in the post game press conference, just like that 800 pound gorilla off his back to actually make positive plays and make a huge impact on this game. Um, like we had talked about, he only had four catches. So he had three catches and um, sorry, three catches for three touchdowns, obviously. And then his last catch was like a critical, I think it was either in overtime or the fourth on, I forget which one. Um, yes, was like this low throw sit down catch that advanced the ball and got new set of downs. Like it was like a third and two or something. Like yeah, that. it was yeah. low and he caught it from Rodgers. It was just incredible. Um, but worth noting, like that seeing his, this progression from him was like so awesome. But then to hear Rodgers talk about it post game, and I think one of the reporters asked him, "What's your like? What was the best touchdown catch that he had this week? Like, which one impressed you the most?" And it was the first one when he caught it over his shoulder into his bread basket. And it was like, if you watched us in training camp, you saw that like Christian was struggling with a lot of those and he couldn't make those catches. And he like overcame that and made that catch. That over-the-shoulder breadbasket throw, like throw and catch, was what he missed week one against the Vikings, mm-hmm. the 75-yard touchdown drop. Like, and it's just like, it's so good to see that come full circle and end up being another big play that he scores, scores a touchdown on. And honestly, too, there is... Um... Sorry, I'm doing this, uh, looking at my uh, terrible notes. There was a play that he could have easily had a touchdown that I think he lost the ball. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he, like, was maybe, like, a fingertips away from hauling in a catch that would have saw him see the end zone. Yep. Um, He had a – it was a rookie, like, mistake. He was way down the field. And instead of looking up to find the ball, like if it was in the air for him, he looked back at Rogers. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. And like, if he makes that catch, it's four catches or five catches for four touchdowns. Like <laughs> he was in the end zone when he, when he like he had like a he had his on like the two yard line. He had his hand on the ball. Yeah, just, it was right after the start of the third quarter. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. So tough that he missed that, but it man just a. An awesome sight to see Christian Watson finally break out of whatever funk he was in all season, stay healthy, stay on the field, and ultimately lead, lead the Packers to victory. Like Rodgers and Watson together really were the were the offense that produced obviously scoring drives clearly. But between Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Watson, great day of offense for the Packers. Definitely. Other receivers. Sammy Watkins, three for 47, had a couple nice catches. Lazard, three for four for 45. Just just good stuff. A lot of good stuff on offense today. Um, surprisingly, Tony Pollard, I shouldn't say surprisingly, unsurprisingly, <laughs> Tony Pollard, 22 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. That man is good at the football. Ezekiel Elliott was out of the, the game this week. 
CD Lamb, 11 receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. That man is good at the football. Dak Prescott, 27 for 46. They threw the ball a lot this game. Three receptions and two or three touch three touchdowns, two interceptions by Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford, the safety filling in for Darnell Savage, who is filling in for Eric Stokes. Man, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> he played uh Walking everywhere. <laughs> it was such a exciting first half of football. Like we were we were on cloud nine going into into halftime before they scored that touchdown. Like it was just we were feeling good. We were feeling good. Rudy Ford, two interceptions for sixty eight yards returned. Two just like the first one, I think they're like both on Prescott to be honest. I don't know why he's throwing both those balls. Um the first one was on like Dalton Schultz maybe. But the second one he just overthrew. Second him. one they were making a very big to do about Lamb not rounding out or he was rounding out his route when he should have sharply yep. something some it was some miscommunication but it was either it didn't mi- mistake the fact that Ford made a clear jump on the play. Yeah, like um, yeah. Yeah, he he saw the ball coming right at him. Um, it would have been just like a I don't know, like a line drive that you know, like a second base would have caught. It was pretty <laughs> just kind of obvious, right? Um, yeah, Ford. I mean, from the get go, set the tone defensively. Um, from the first play, made a huge tackle on Tony Pollard. Thought he was. I mean, we saw flashes of him being a very useful player. Oh, yeah, all season. And it was a matter of with how much Darnell Savage have, you know, stuck out like a sore thumb defensively and and doing the very things that Rudy Ford was doing so well (laughs) today. (laughs) Um, And we'll probably talk about uh, a little bit more on Savage um, soon. But like, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, if you're trying to get at this point defensively too, because they've they have all these injuries across the board mm-hmm. between their between the line, between the secondary, between their linebacker core has been thinned out incredibly. Um just getting your best players out on the field consistently. Right. Even with all the rotation that you have to do, and if you're stuck on, on long drives, which to Cowboys credit, they were a lot of those. Drives were just kind of killing the clock and really oh. keeping the defense on the on the field. They were playing really up tempo too, so they couldn't rotate out either. Mm-hmm. And that was where it was very easy to be like, okay, like the defense is running out of gas. They're doing all that they can. Right. It's performances like the one that Rudy Ford had today, where he just kind of he obviously made the impact plays, the action plays, but. I just felt like for all the stuff that we talk about the defense and especially now it's, it's, we're not even talking about the same defense anymore. Right. Um, There's so many people out. Yeah. I, I just thought that was exactly what they needed. Again, like Christian Watson, it was exactly what they needed, but it was just from an unlikely source that, you know, we'd even think would see the field as often as he did today. Right. And man, he looked, he looked good. He was like making great tackles. Like I think there was a tackle in like the first half where, I forget who, who, oh, yes. who it was, I, but Rudy Ford got shot out of a can. He's like 15 yards away, and he, I think it might have been Tony Pollard, as like a yes. little like screen, like or in the flat, um, pass from Das Prescott, and then you see Rudy Ford come out of nowhere, chased on Pollard for like a two yard gain when he had room in front of him. Like it, was it could have been a first down, easily, easily, yeah. and it was he just played so well, and I really hope that they continue with this, uh, this uh, personnel group as like some of like their base set going forward because it stinks that Eric Stokes got hurt and it shouldn't have had to come to this for them to play this personnel grouping, but they need more of it if that's how this defense is going to play because they played outstanding. Like I was getting ready in the third quarter to be super upset that they didn't play like four quarters of good football again, but I'd say they played four quarters of good football. Like the, they let up two touchdowns in the third quarter, the defense did, but the, Packers then scored a touchdown um, at the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Like there was definitely some a low spot in that third quarter, but they forced a punt from on the first um, the first Cowboys 
drive, which then Amari Rodgers muffed, and they were right back on the field. That touchdown was the, like, the first touchdown was that ensuing drive. So that's not the defense's fault, per se. They got a short field, and, like, what, <laughs> what do you want, what do you want yeah. them to do kind of thing? And then um, the Packers go three and out on that one, and then the ensuing drive, they give up an 86-yard touchdown drive there. It's like, well, you just were on the field, had to get up, had to play another whole series, give a touchdown, and then you get no rest. Had to give like the had to go back out. Like, yeah, it's tough when you don't get rest. Like we talked about that all year. So yeah. I'm I'm happy that they played four really good quarters of football today and a fifth one because <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Um, we'll go through the the drives just briefly. We'll kind of go into the the nuances of each one. Um, defense started out great, freeing out with a punt. Packers then drove the field, as we talked about, seven rushes, and then it stalled on two uh, Christian watching drops. Like, hit him right in the hands. It's, like, really tough stuff. Like, it was like, man, are we really going to have to go through this again with Christian Watson? Spoiler alert. We already talked about it. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, then the ensuing pack, uh, uh, Cowboys drive punt. Another punt from the um, from the Packers. Then touchdown 7-0 for the, uh, for the Cowboys. Then there was a fumble. I think it was Aaron Rodgers got like strip sacked essentially. And you're thinking like, man, this is going to be a tough one if this is how we're going to go. Like we had our shot on that first drive and we missed the field goal and it nothing happened. And then the first uh, Rudy Ford interception happened. Turned the entire momentum of the game around. Uh, next series is the big Christian Watson uh, touchdown reception. The ensuing drive after that is another interception by Rudy Ford. Just so, so good. Another touchdown by, you guessed it, Christian Watson? <laughs> or no, hold on, that actually might not be right. Oh no, it is. <laughs> it is, I gotta make sure, because Aaron Jones has one in here, I gotta make sure I don't skip over that one. <laughs> um, And so then, the second interception of Rudy Ford on the ensuing drive after that is when Aaron Jones gets the ball and ends up scoring. Uh, three plays, 24 yards. That, that little scamper from Aaron Jones for 12 was awesome. He gave the Marshawn Lynch old my dick as he, the, as he dove into the end zone. Like, that was like, I think that was peak vibes for this yeah, game. Yeah, that was something we have not felt since first half of the Bears game. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. At that point, 14-7 Packers. Uh Mater in the Discord. Please join the Discord. We have a lot of fun there during yes. the games. Yeah, he, uh, he jinxed it. He goes going into halftime with a lead. We lo- we love to see it or uh, something like that. Team me off on this stats. Um, which probably actually changed since the end of this game. Packers have a minus 30 point differential in the last two minutes of either half this year. Oh my god! We're not gonna talk about bad stats today, Jordan. No bad stats today. I'm just, I'm just throwing out that this is what we're overcoming, right? Know? This is what we're coming. The from. adversity we're overcoming, exactly. Which, like, to their credit, like, incredibly, the Packers did very well today. Like, we'll talk about that in a minute once we get further into the box score. But so then, Cowboys score a touchdown to uh, as on drive to end the half. Really bad defensive like play calling there by Joe Barry. Like, that's theme of the season but they're just giving them whatever they want underneath and when you have over a minute and a half left to do it you just can't do that like you can't yeah. play that soft of defense when it's that that much time left at the end of the half then to start the second half we talked about a Packers punt Cowboys punt um Cowboys score a touchdown four plays 45 yards after the muffed punt yep then Packers punt Packers Cowboys touchdown 28-14 and then this is kind of where we talked about how, I guess we talked about in the Discord and it sort of generally felt on Twitter that like anything that goes wrong with the Packers, if everything happens bad, it's like, man, they just, it's like, it's over. They, they don't overcome adversity at all. And then today was really an energy change with that. They go down 28-14. It's like, I, I, I said it myself, a 28-14 felt insurmountable. Like, I did yeah. not think we would come back from that just because we hadn't seen it all year and we just saw them play defense how they did. It's just like, well, there goes that effort. But 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> Backers. To, Go ahead. Um, you're asking them the second Watson TD came on a fourth down play, mm-hmm. which, as we mentioned, I believe specifically in the Bills game, they are like one of the worst fourth down teams worst. in the NFL. Not good in the NFL. And to your to your point too, it's not that just like when adversity hits, it's that things are compounded. It's that they, things, when things go wrong, they make things way worse instantly. It's always instantaneous. Always. So yeah, that was a very like, yeah, just going, going from tie ball game to 2014, a matter of five minutes because you're, Amari Rogers must the punt, which at this point <laughs> he can't be in the I, game anymore. Ever. He can't be in the game ever. And they I'm promptly sorry. put him put in uh, Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon. There. Yeah. Who then? Go, sorry, I'll interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say too. <laughs> he makes the catch of like I don't even know how to describe it. The ball is coming like at his head, and he just like. It looks like a gate slamming shut that he just goes like that. He caught it like he was a receiver. He caught yes. it with his hands. He caught a punt yes. with his hands. Like, what, what yeah. are you doing? Like, that's like, please catch it with your body. Please. Which is more than you could say about the receiver that was catching punts. Right. But at this point, but at this point, if you my problem with Amari Rogers is not necessarily him. We know he is not a good returner. We know he stinks at returning. Yet. They kept trotting him back they there. Keep throwing time him out and there. time again. And I believe they even was there one week where Nixon was returning punts at one point, or was it just kicks? I think they gave him like one or two, one week because he was out there like once or twice. That like you are remembering correctly. Yeah, but it's like that is the choice that they're making, right. and it's one of those choices where yes, if you are stuck with what you have at this point. Um, with all the injuries that you're facing, and God knows, I mean, the receiving core is hanging by a thread at times <laughs> this year. Um, and you're trying to see something out of your I mean, use a second round pick last year, or third round pick last year. Yeah, they are making the decision to keep putting him out there at least <sighs> until the end of the third or midway through the third quarter. That like. It's not just an Amari Rogers issue. It is a, it's a coaching issue. issue. It's a it's coaching, a coaching issue. issue. It's just like, how do you keep? It's like it's it's the literal definition of insanity. They yes. keep playing with fire by putting him back there, and they keep getting burned. Like yes. there's been so many times that Amari Rogers muffed punt has swung the game for them, and yeah. it, and the point being that this is the first week where that muffed punt didn't lose them the game. They, no. If they should have. It like yeah. it absolutely should have them to win in overtime to, to to overcome that. Yeah, because like that was what led to the difference. And man, it's just like, how do you keep throwing them out there? Like, if you want to keep on the roster to be a receiver, that's fine, but you can't keep putting them back there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I want them on the roster anyways. But like, I just want him to stop fielding punts at yeah. a minimum. So yeah, um, but yeah, the going back to where we started, fourth down and seven. That's where that second uh, Christian Watson touchdown comes from, and he does it just by being fast. Like it was such a great move. They had a they had a wide receiver three stack bunch on the right hand side, and uh, <laughs> Christian Watson cuts into the middle and goes upfield, and then goes on an inside break, and then cuts back to go further into the middle of the field, and just runs by all the Cowboys defenders, and is wide open touchdown. Like it was just a fantastic route. Fantastic break and just awesome, awesome touchdown. Yep. So then, effortless too. Effortless, just pitch and catch. Like it was really a, a nice fourth down play for once. And then the um, Packers defense, in seemingly like a um, out of character drive, we talked about it uh, again in the Discord. Missing a lot of great in game analysis in that Discord. Uh, Eight plays, 25 yards for and a punt for the Cowboys. Rarely do I feel like we see 
a Packers defensive stand or like drive where they stop the offense in the middle. Yes. I feel like it's either three and out, three and or, out touchdown. or touchdown. Yep. <laughs> it's like very, it's very... the Christian Watson of defenses where it's like either home run or strikeout. Or... Right. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, this is with uh, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So 28-21 still Packers or Cowboys leading. Then a 10-play, 90-yard drive, six and a half minutes that ends with a just another really fast Christian Watson touchdown. Like he's just, he just, that's all it was, seven yards, and he ran a slant across the field and passed his defender. Touchdown, that's, that's it, tie, tie ball game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The end of the game was messy. End of the game, <laughs> crew 29 left. Um, And... The Packers hold the Cowboys to a three and out. It's like great. The Packers have a buck forty nine to go out and win this game in regulation. And here's where things get a little messy. <laughs> and I think it's like a, a conversation we should, we should we should talk about a little bit, even though the vibes are outstanding because of this win. It, it's still worth some some digging into. First play, Aaron Jones off the left left side uh, for two yards, and Greg Olson had talked about it. With the Cowboys two minute drill uh drive in the first half and reiterated it with the Packers two minute drive uh two minute drive play calling this time. That call is just to get the play clock going. Like ideally yeah. after you get your first first down of your two minute drill, that's when you start hurrying up and like go, 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 go. Well, get two yards, second and eight, and they go second down, uh Aaron Jones rush for seven yards and so it's third and one at this point they call timeout at like 30 seconds rather than calling timeout right away and so it's third and one Aaron Rodgers could have scrambled could have and didn't but threw in a complete pass and they have to punt and then Rodgers just chews Matt LaFleur a new one <laughs> like Full yelling at him, and I think it's like the first time like Rodgers even said post game, like we should have like run the ball on that third down to get there, but he disagrees that they should have run the ball on second down, which like I don't disagree with Rodgers here. Mm-hmm. I think you pass it on second and third down just to get the ball moving and get downfield, because at that point you can't run on second down unless you're planning on immediately calling timeout after that, because then you're wasting a lot of time. Like they wasted a minute ten of game clock on two plays. Yeah. So it was a very it was a very weird drive that just it for the game could have been won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't you're not even talking about hitting the hitting the end zone. You can just get a field, field goal range. And <laughs> I know Crosby hit one or hit one, missed one earlier. Right. 
but it even had a weird extra point to the, I don't know. The, wavered. It was kind of a weird It, it wavered. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird game. Yep. But so, yeah, it was just a weird lack of urgency when the game was could have been had. Right. So then Downs, uh, from, I'm sorry, end of half, they, the Cowboys were trying to drive after the ensuing punt. Then nothing amounted to it. But then overtime. I was nervous as all giddy up for overtime. I did not think we had any shot in overtime. Like, as soon as the the coin toss favored the Cowboys, I was like, yep, that's that's it. Like, that just... Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, I wasn't exactly wrong because <laughs> the, the drive for the Cowboys will be one that we hold over Mike McCarthy's head forever. They The Cowboys had anything like they were doing anything they wanted on offense on that drive uh first play tony pollard rush off for se- tony pollard rush for seven yards uh second play cd lamb catch for 15 rush for seven uh rush for nine uh catch for nine like an incompletion and then uh this is the there was the holding penalty on uh, Dallas mm-hmm. for it was second and whatever or second and 19 so then it's a 16 yard catch by Dalton Schultz so it's third and three incomplete pass to CeeDee Lamb broken up by a Jair really great breakup like great stuff they are at the uh, Green Bay 35 yard line so it's a about a 50-ish. Yeah. 53-ish, whatever. Well within Maher's range. Yeah. Well within it. And, like, <laughs> with all this being said, we love Mike McCarthy. Love what he did. The The final few years of his tenure were something to be forgotten. And uh, he appreciate his time. We didn't mind seeing the door. There's a street named after him. There's a street named after him. But, like, man, he was aggressive all game, and the one, like, he was more aggressive than we'd ever seen him before in this game than ever, ever, ever on a Green Bay Packers sideline. And he was aggressive all game going for and forth and one in QB sneaks, and it was just working out so well for him until fourth and three in overtime. They could have kicked the field goal and went up 31-28, given the Packers the ball to force them to make a, make a play. And he goes for it. And Jaron Reed and Preston Smith get get home. Dak is scrambling, falling, throw over the head of Tony Pollard. Turnover on downs. Packers just need a score. And, like, I don't, like, not like Mike McCarthy. I think he's not a very good head coach. He's doing well this year. I just don't, I just think he's, I don't think he's, like, a winning football coach anymore. So we'll see if he ever gets to the promised land with Dallas. Let's hope not, because screw the Cowboys. But, like, man, it feels good to see McCarthy blunder away a game to this extent after he did it so many times with the Packers. Like, the 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 play not to lose mantra was started, like, in McCarthy's era. Re- yes. really was. And that's kind of what happened in that second half for them. Like, they were playing not to lose. And it just, like, it's poetic to see him get burned on an f- aggressive fourth down call when he didn't do it his like entire tenure in Green Bay. Absolutely the the biggest whiplash of <laughs> going from I mean the Packers scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Right. They had a 14 point lead. And to go from like, okay, we're gonna go on it on fourth and three with a lot of game left. Like I'm looking at it right now. I think that it was at uh let's see that overtime yeah yeah 621 left in the over in overtime right so it's like okay if the the packers have (laughs) mind you the packers offense already scored more points than they had any other game this season yeah at that point right they finally showed some signs of life that dallas secondary was covering or struggling to (laughs) cover christian watson and i believe they lost one of their corners during the game too. I think yeah. it was Anthony Brown or something like that. Um, I think it was so, Joseph. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Greg Joseph, maybe, but I forget I forget his name. But yeah, he was the one that left that uh 
was covering um, Christian Watson on his first touchdown. Yeah. So it wasn't like their defense. I mean, as much as they kind of got to Rodgers and, you know, I, it was not a great performance for them, but I don't know. It was a lot of um, – it, it was just very interesting to see such a aggressiveness from Mike McCarthy who woke yes. up at 4 in the morning and went to Starbucks <laughs> 8,000 times. Um, it was Anthony Brown. You were right. Kelvin Joseph was his replacement. Oh, okay. Um, so then Packers take over at their own 35. Got a short field. Well, it's just a short, short-ish. Um, first play gave me anxiety. Uh, Packers run up the middle for one yard. <laughs> like, I'm glad they stuck up the run, don't get me wrong. But at that point, I was like, maybe we get some yards. Uh, which they did next play. Aaron Jones uh, off the left tackle for eight yards. And then the big play of the game. Uh, I scared my wife when this play happened because Rodgers passed it to Aaron Al Lazard over the middle. And immediately, I just yelled, go, at the top of my lungs, like, just telling him to run, dude. And I just, I screamed, just, go! And immediately, I hear, like, my name being called, and I'm like, what, what's up? She was like, are you alive? I'm like, yeah, I'm just cheering for the Packers. <laughs> no, my life isn't being threatened, and then we have to change our identity. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not in any sort of significant danger. Just uh, possibly a heart attack. Yeah. So then... uh. Packers run it one more time um, with Aaron Jones up the middle, and he eventually uh, I think he got, it says pushed out of bounds, but that's not right. He was tackled, most certainly. But another 15 yards uh, because for like the third time in this game, Aaron Jones got his head ripped off on a face mask. <laughs> well, that that's the other thing I was going to say about the overtime period for the Cowboys. They This is what happens. They are... For as like a very veteran team that I kind of think of them as, I know mm-hmm. Michael Parsons like second year and he's one of their best players. He's good. They just make these self-inflicted mistakes, and it carries. I it immediately carries over from seeing McCarthy and Green Bay, where it's like you can just point to all the great things that stood in the way of why the Packers did have not gone to a Super Bowl since 2010. Right. It's very Packers of them to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned the face mask, the holding call. There's an off or uh, what was the offensive offsides? Yeah. I believe that they yeah, had. Yeah, that too, was crazy. Like, which, he was so far offsides, dude. He was like a full yard. <laughs> Like that that is not that is not good. That is crazy. And I'm not saying that I, the Packers had a were blameless in this department either because they have were struggling to get players off the field and knowing when to go <laughs> with play calls and all that stuff. But yeah, it was very just <laughs> when you can have afford no mistakes and have any mental lapses like that they had three of them three yeah it was bad it was very very bad but it benefited the packers <laughs> uh that penalty brought them to the packers 25 yard line or i'm sorry the dallas dallas 15 yeah 15 so then uh Rodgers kneeled it to get the ball in the middle of the field for Mason Crosby, who puts it up off his right boot through the uprights. Packers win. Packers win, finally. It's uh, It was a good feeling. I was very excited. I wasn't a, really sure how I felt about going, uh, going to the kick, the kicker, when we was first down and goal at the Dallas 7, <laughs> but Alas, that's what they did. Worked out. I'm not going to complain about it. Just made me very anxious. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> oh man, just just what a great game! What a great game. Um, to touch on a a stat that I think you said earlier, Jordan. Um, Christian Watson is the first Packers rookie receiver to have a single game 
three, I'm sorry, he tied the single game rookie record with three touchdown receptions, joining James Lofton, Billy Houghton, and Max McGee. Whoa. That's some, some good company right there. Some elite company. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also the first rookie to catch three touchdowns against the Cowboys since Randy Moss. Not too bad of a... Is that uh, the Thanksgiving game? I think that's the Thanksgiving game. The one where it's, it's Randy Moss yeah. with the three. It's three yards, 169... Or three receptions, 169 yards, and three touchdowns. <laughs> well... We're not saying, we're just saying, right? Just... <laughs> Just throw out some names, you know, just some names. Just some names. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. So yeah, the uh, Chris Watson had such a good post game or such a good game. He got a post game presser, podium game for uh for him. So he had a lot of fun up there. It looked like he was talking about how um it just felt good to to make those receptions and that they knew they could do it and stuff like that. Just a lot of positivity, which was really nice to see. Um, yes. but then. I was laughing. I'm like, I don't know. Mrs. Watson might be a little upset. They have one reporter asked, like, who are you going to call first? Probably my fiance. I went, ooh, that's your mom? <laughs> he goes, my fiance is here, so I'll probably talk to her first and then call my, my family and such. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Way to cover yourself. <laughs> He's already a veteran. He's already a veteran. He's already covering his bases. But, like, man, what a what a great win. Like, It's just like, I'm so happy to see like Watson make an effort on the like make a, a significant impact on the game. And then for like Rudy Ford, like we I feel like we didn't talk about the offense that much because we were so busy gloating about the defense or the we didn't talk about the defense that much because there's so much so much gloating about the offense. Mm-hmm. Defense played well. Like right. you give up twenty eight points to a team like, yeah, that's okay, but I feel like they just played good and we're getting burned on just things that they can't really help at some points like the the the, the two touch the two touchdowns after halftime from the cowboys are like i don't think i'm gonna blame them for that so but isaiah mcduffie filling in for um or sean gary led the team in tackles 13 total eight solos and i feel like we didn't even like hear about him that much like i don't remember hearing remember hearing his name like once in the in the in the game and I am. Um, he almost had a interception too. There mm-hmm. was a play that he just like was like, "Oh, could that have been a pick?" Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I again, they gave twenty eight points, but it's Cowboys. They have threats. I mean, C. D. Lamb probably had the best game of his NFL career statistically. Yep. Like he was very good. Um, there are some things that you just kind of concede to them, but they were made turnovers, obviously with Rudy Ford. Getting two picks. Yep. Um, they're de- like they got pressure to Dak mm-hmm. decently, considering you're not have you Rashawn Gary's now on the field. Yep. You're trying to do it by committee. You're doing it with more blitzes. That was definitely oh, it was uh, very prevalent. Very prevalent. So they realize like you're not going to have to. You can't just rely on your front four, the guys that you know Preston Smith, mm-hmm. Edigbari. Um, to kind of like constantly, con- you know, conjure up pressure, you have yeah. to bring bring um, guys uh, forward. Yeah, they, um, did. they definitely did. I thought Savage had probably, again, it's I'm probably grading him on a lower curve based on what we have seen from him recently. Yeah, but I thought the new role kind of <laughs> suited him for a little bit, and then he started getting burned. Yeah, I I agree. I thought in the first half he played quite well. He had a lot of great open field tackles and was like playing well. The there was a even a pass breakup too yep. early on that squeezed in there when they were kind of right. keeping things tight. I think there was the the first CD Lamb touchdown. It looked like Savage got burned, but it was Jair that got burned and Savage was like trailing yeah. behind to try and tackle him. So that wasn't one on him, but. Yeah, really great. Like the like you had talked about putting pressure on Dak. They had six QB uh, excuse me, six QB hits. Three from Jaron Reed. Like that's that's awesome. He was very active today too. So yeah, I'm I'm hope, hoping he's okay. They looked like he was like hurt late in the game. I'm not sure what his deal was that way, but um Kenny Clark had a sack. I think that was the one where he ran out of bounds. I think it was actually less yeah. like, like a sack sack. But We'll they put it. Jair too on on C Lamb on those last couple plays, which yeah. 
That's what you're paying do for. They com- do they convert that third down if Jair's not on that? I don't think so. Or I think they Who do. Who is to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. So, but yeah, man, it's, it's just a good, good team win. Yeah, you said it too. I mean, this is probably their most complete game. Yeah, like four four quarters of good football. Like, I was, I was going from watching, I, I was making a joke when the game started. This game was um <laughs> was bumpered from the Vikings-Bills game, which was yeah. an awesome game, like a really good game. And immediately, I uh, when they're like, due to NFL rules, we will not be switching to your local programming. It's like, no. I don't watch the Packers. I don't, watch this, back on. I don't watch, watch this game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, talk about America's Game of the Week. Like, you couldn't have really asked for a, a better performance. We weren't, we weren't really expecting much going in, but no. <laughs> we were happily surprised. I think I saw on Twitter, um, like post game, that some, some reporter was in the elevator with uh, Brian Gunikins, like, like post game, obviously. And he walked in and like put his head against the back of the elevator and just like had the biggest sigh of relief. It's just like, yeah, that's currently the energy of a lot of people in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. We're talking about five game losing streak. I if they would have lost to six in a row, it would have been the first time they ever did that in um, the Rodgers era. Oh, that's right. Okay, because the first time they, they've lost five in the Rodgers era. But like never say they have. I think so. Well, I'm pretty sure it's what the stat I saw, but I could be wrong. It could have been like six cents a date or something. But yeah, six yeah. six in a row is unprecedented for the Packers in the 21st century. Oh man. Yeah, but alas, that's right. And too, you're that's what we were staring at. And you have a game on Thursday. That's right. That's right. Like so, it'll been if they lose that one and then have to go short week into a Titans game, probably not good. But no, it's great. It's great victory Monday for the Green Bay Packers. Then spoil Mark McCarthy's return. I saw I saw a tweet earlier this morning. It's like Mike McCarthy really showed up to Lamo looking like Vince Lombardi, like because. He had like no, oh. he had like no hat on. He had like the big tan overcoat. He looked just like Lombardi dresses. It's like, yeah, glad that you did have to uh, wear that. You can wear that one back home, buddy. Hold this L. <laughs> Go back to Dallas for your hold this L, L. Barty. I'm Barty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you but think no. he just like he goes to Lambo Field and he just salutes it? He's just like probably. Nah. <laughs> he, I mean. I don't know. I have my probably similar feelings on how things went with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I won't ever discredit how he feels about how his place within the organization. Oh, absolutely not. I think he was incredibly dedicated. And they, it did, like, I think it was one of those things where it's like go into this week and try not to like think of like, it being like this, you know, homecoming game for him and all that stuff. Right. In part, because as we said, like it's been a long time since like something like this has happened. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, like this is, a. it does feel weird to see him in Lambo wearing Navy blue. Yeah. I feel or weird. any other. It felt really color. weird. Like, yeah. yeah like I, I'm definitely happy with McCarthy and his tenure in green Bay. And like respect how he felt about the organization still feels, but I don't think anything will ever feel as good as watching him spike that headset after the fourth down play in overtime. I don't think anything will ever feel that good because he threw that bitch into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it was probably something that many people have wanted to do for a long time. Oh right? yeah. Like the second I see that video on Twitter, it's getting saved and it's gonna go on the camera roll for for meme use in the future. That's for damn sure. Um, all right, Jordan. Before we get into the promotions and wrap up, do you have any other feelings on this week's this week's game? Um, Aaron Rodgers. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers. We did not. Thanks for playing well, buddy. <laughs> really appreciate it. I think real quick we should definitely should talk about how 
it's so ironic and coincidental, satirical, not satirical, just saying all the words, that when they finally rush the ball, like, with purpose and, and with intent and understand they need to get it going to get Rodgers going, that he has the best game of his career. Like, he only threw it 20 times. 14 for 20. 224 yards, 3 touchdowns. Like, that's just... That's a highly efficient game. Like, that's... It's it's crazy that he only threw it for 20 times and had 3 touchdowns and 220 yards. Like, that's crazy. So I'm hoping that they learn from this and keep this game plan going into the future. Like, earlier in the season... It was, we can't run Aaron Jones 25 times a game for 17 games. Like, well, yeah, of course. But when you need to win, which they needed to win these last few weeks, they yes. weren't doing those things, and they were going away from Aaron Jones. And now... They're doing anything but to... Anything but giving to it to him. <laughs> but now they see it works, and I really hope that it actually, like, continues for the rest of the season, that maybe when things are going poorly in the game... You just start running the ball and yep. start opening up the passing game for Rodgers because it fucking works. Yes. <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it. You're back on the bubble. The NFL, I looked at NFL.com standings. We're on. Packers are in watch. the bubble. We're on standings watch. We're uh, doing our best uh, Andrew Snyder impression. <laughs> we have tiebreakers over uh, Atlanta and Arizona at this point. And the Cowboys should should they, they should fall they drop yeah if they slide we would need to start winning we did, like we still need to win a, a bunch of games to get there but yeah seventh seed right now is four and four and the Niners I think are losing but they're on the on the two yard line first and goal so we'll see um yeah it's gonna be a stretch of games like if they can really focus up and play like this the rest of the season. We're not saying, we're just saying. It would have really helped when last week. Really helped, but but here we go. Here comes the end of the season. Um, but that is it for us. We will we got a couple of promotions before we get into our schedule for the rest of the week. Um if you haven't already, if you're watching on the YouTube, there is a wonderful facade behind me on a flag, talk of the tundra. Uh the sweatshirt I'm wearing. I love the sweatshirt, I wear it all the time as prefaced in my recap of last week. Ooh, and Jordan's got his shirt on too. Uh, code T-O-T-T at checkout ends tomorrow. Rather, today. I'm sorry. Ends today. Because it's Monday. Get 10% off your GSPN uh, store merch once the clock strikes midnight and Cinderella has to go back home. No more 10% off on the, uh, the T-O-T-T code. You'll set the buy for full price, but it is pretty nice stuff. It's worth it. Um, so go check out that stuff. Fill up your cart. Holidays are coming around. People need some sweaters. Stay nice and cozy. Um, in the Eurostep feed, Ty and Rohan have a new episode of the Eurostep, going over all of the Bucks news. I think they're ten and two. They're right, right, Jordan. I think they play tomorrow too. Yes, ten and two going into their third Internet. game against the Hawks. Last one, yeah, Third. that'll be it. Yeah, they play against the Hawks tonight, since it's Monday, <laughs> as you're listening to this. <laughs> and then uh, make time for this. You and me had an episode with uh, with Adam last week doing it on the Hulu show The Bear, which is so good. Please go watch it. Go listen to the episode. Just a great piece of TV. Great piece of TV. Make time for the bear. Make time, make for, time the for the pod that talks about the bear. Make time in your life. Time to slow them down life a little bit. So, all right, folks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to a victorious episode of Talk of the Tundra. Um, this week we will be coming uh back at you in your podcast feeds on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, for a preview pod of the titans game on thursday night and then we will be recording after the game on thursday back in your feeds on friday so you'll have this podcast today on monday podcast wednesday podcast friday and then you won't hear from us again until our regularly scheduled programming next thursday you'll be back in the feed so 
we look forward to hopefully having another win this week. But thank you again for listening. And thank you, Jordan, for, uh, for joining me today. Thank you.